Hello, everyone. This is Jim Lucy and Ellie Coggins from Electrical Wholesaling Magazine. Thanks for joining us for part two of our conversation with Remy Ducrot, CEO of Kyclo. In this podcast, we'll get Remy's thoughts on what distributors need to do to offer a mobile purchasing solution for their customers. We will also discuss some of the differences in what electrical contractors and industrial customers need and expect in a distributor's online storefront. It sounds like Kyclo is getting involved not only on the helping them think through, build a site, but also on some other additional tools for how they can run their business more efficiently, quickly. Uh, you, met, you mentioned before about interfacing with some of the estimating uh, bidding. Any other types of tools that are handing, you know, management supplies on a, a construction site, or maybe uh, we mentioned a little bit about mobile. Is there anything that you have to do different with your information? I guess that's a whole separate question, but anything different to do to, so it renders properly on a uh, mobile device for your customers? So, on, on the mobile case, you know, I mean, you will really have two different types of purchase on mobile. You could estimate that people are more looking for a park, right? It's mm-hmm. MRO, make it simple, make it quick. Yeah. Search is king. So mm-hmm. it's all about search. In mobile, mm-hmm. we make sure that search is really working well. And, you know, we track every search is happening on our infrastructure mm-hmm. so that we see what searches are not getting to results, which is a major, you know, point for us if a search doesn't get to result then we need to look at why mm-hmm. is it that people are misspelling words is it that people mm-hmm. are typing skews that are not complete mm-hmm. and we also see some questions like how to wire contactor right so it's interesting to see how search is evolving and how you know we need to be better at making sure that every type of search will get the buyer closer to what they look for mm-hmm. um, now, looking at other innovating things that we are doing, which is more falling in the case of you know, end user or OEM type of purchase, is that today when you want to you know, discover manufacturer offering, search and categorization is not really designed for this. Search and categorization is more when you want to find a product fast, right? So it's kind of, do you want to find a needle in a haystack or do you actually want to see what else is there available in the haystack? <laughs> and we now are building those visual guidelines that we call product selectors or product configurators or even what we call brand portfolio pages. So for our you know, partners um, who are major manufacturers, we kind of build that one page that basically showcases their entire offering. What are the main products, families, you click on it, it brings you down to all the product series mm-hmm. in a can- catalog feel if you will. And then when you click on the product series, it opens up a, a dynamic product configurator. And then you can, you know, click on the few key attributes that are important to you. And here you are, you have two SKUs as an output. So basically taking the buyer through the journey of really understanding the full universe of a manufacturer and being two clicks away from a product is really, you know, some interesting things that we have added. And one last point that I think is interesting is more on the analytics. So what we have found is that today, when we work with distributors, not only do we have them online, but also offline. Mm -hmm. And the reason, I mean, what we do there is fairly simple. We basically, you know, look at their sales history for the past, let's say, Mm -hmm. three years. And usually what the distributor has in their ERP system is just a SKU code and a brand they do not have a detailed categorization for every single SKU that they sell. 
which means that when they look at what a buyer is buying from them, they only see brands and SKUs. What they really want to see is what is the product mix that this buyer is selling. And if I'm selling a certain percentage of PLCs, what should be the corresponding sensors that I should be selling with, right? Mm -hmm. So by doing this, we are able to give them a better scorecard of their customer base and highlighting there the growth opportunities saying, hey, here is all the IO units you should also be saying. Here you have $80,000 worth of you know, um, ticket breakers you should also be selling to that customer. Mm-hmm. And this is really, really you know, driving out of value for the distributors. It's essentially you know, making them use a data-driven approach mm-hmm. rather than a tribal approach to sales, you know, sales management. Uh, and the last you know, evolution of this will be for us to look at product recommendations. If you know what the buyer has purchased in the past and you understand you know, what type of buyer they are and what applications they usually buy and you know what is a growth opportunity, ah, yeah. why would you not show them those product first rather than letting them discover what they already know? Wow, it really sounds like you're getting more involved in helping them manage their business. In addition to building, giving them a web presence, it's certain to help that you're getting into some data analytics types of things where they can you can use the data that you're producing from your the interface to sell more product, maybe more complementary product and all. That is correct, and okay. you know ultimately today the question is how do you go from a brick and mortar business to a digital business mm-hmm. and every other industries, every single category, whether you think of banks, whether you think of telcos, whether you think of you know, uh, hospitality businesses, all of those companies had to transform to become digital businesses. And I do not see any reasons why distributors in the electrical space should not you know, do the same. It, it is a prerequisite. You need to be able to do that so that you can drive you know, profitability, growth, in an ever more competitive landscape. It's, it, as you talk about that, and as it makes the industry makes a transition, it, it seems like one of the big challenges over the gosh, 20 years now, has just been the basic building blocks of uh, product data, the basic, what is involved, what is the descriptors that you have out there? Uh, you know, there's, there's various data sources out in the market. And I was just curious, how, how do you, how does Kiko interface with the, the different data, electrical product data that's out there? What is your relationship there? How do you use it? So, so we are always in favor of ecosystem approach. So we are obviously looking at partnering with um, some other data sources in the market, but the approach we have in comparison to most digital commerce players is that we believe that today there is no unreached product content for most of the product information. Mm-hmm. And most data sources out there in the market are taking product information as is from the manufacturer mm-hmm. and then transferring it to the distributors, right? So essentially building the connecting pipes mm-hmm. between manufacturers and distributors. But if the manufacturers themselves are not able to enhance the product content, mm-hmm. then you, you know, kind of have rubbish in and rubbish out. <laughs> and this is why we, mm-hmm. we were mad enough to say that we would do it ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what we've been working on for mm-hmm. more than five and a half years. Today, mm-hmm. we have two and a half million SKUs. Wow. We have more than 20 engineers who are specialized in data enhancement. And what we find powerful there is 
when we normalize product information, we do it across manufacturers, right? So we harmonize the taxonomy structure, the categorization of every single product that go into key quality library. What that allows you to do is compare products apple to apple, right? Today, if I take a Siemens product and I put it next to a Schneider Electric product and I put it next to a Rockwell product, well, I won't be able to compare them apple to apple because those manufacturers are calling things differently for some technical attributes, mm -hmm. right? So that's one example. Another example is configurators today are mainly brand specific. What if you had a brand agnostic configurator? Tomorrow mm -hmm. you want a PLC, you want to select the best PLC out there. Do you want it to be branded or not? Mm -hmm. Maybe not, right? And last but not least, if you think of cross-referencing, how do you look at an existing pop number and see what are the other equivalent pop numbers? You can only do that if you have normalized the data structure. And this is not something that anybody else in the market is doing as far as we are aware of. And this is really what we believe will enable to push the envelope in terms of what commerce means for our industry. That's amazing to be going. That's a big, uh, big goal, big, big undertaking. And particularly as I think about cross-referencing, that's really something that you're going about that for that, that 2.5 million SKUs too. Wow. That, that's, that is really, that is really something, you know, as you look at, you know, at, it, when you look at the various types of electrical manufacturers out there, the type of product data you mentioned, you mentioned that, you know, many of the manufacturers don't necessarily have the rich data content enhanced. What are some of the differences, you know, between the, uh, the, contractor type of product or, or an industrial automation product as far as what they should have to make it easier? What, what, what do the customers want in those various uh, product categories? Of course. So, I mean, if you look at different type of products, obviously, you know, if you look more at automation, less industrial related products, you often have products with many more technical characteristics because industrial applications mm -hmm. come in many shapes and forms. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where you end up with hundreds of thousands of SKUs doing almost the same thing. <laughs> and you know, think of fluid and power of pneumatics, you know, brands like, I mean, Festo, or if you do actuators, how many length of you know stroke length and bore mm -hmm. size could you possibly have? Um, <laughs> yep. So in that context, having a lot of attributes is a prerequisite. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the key is more to understand, okay, what are the key attributes used to select the product so that you don't put too much mm -hmm. uh, so that the search, you know, the, the, the description contains the main attributes that people will naturally be typing in. Now, when you look at more contractor facing products, you find that there is less differentiation in the sense of the complexity but you might have more of that, you know, what is that unique lighting fe feature that you need mm -hmm. for that residential application? Mm -hmm. What is the look and feel of those, you know, plug and, and sockets? Or So yeah. here you have almost like more of a consumer feel to it. It's no longer more, it's no longer just about the technical attributes. It's also about how does it look and, mm -hmm. you know, what are the different variants you could have of a similar product? Mm -hmm. So this is uh, where I see most of the, the differences. Okay, yeah. yeah did, do you see any new trends out there in the types of like supporting product information that people are using, whether it be in uh, videos or how-tos or FAQs, anything really new out there that I know it's probably hard to generalize across those product types, but anything that you're saying that seems like, well, wow, that's really making it easier. So what's interesting is 
when people come to us, they always say, hey, you know, we want to have 360 pictures and we yeah. want to you know, use <laughs> VR and use the edge of the tech. Yeah. And then we look around and we say, well, 80% of the product data is still living on PDF catalogs. So <laughs> you know, before getting into the 21st century, we need to fix the basics. And in, in, in that context, Yes, there are interesting applications of AI for product recommendation, of AR to suggest to a buyer in the context of a residential application what they should be buying. But today, the key is really how do we make searchability better? Right? Just when people try to search for a product, how do we show them what they will most likely need? And this is something that still needs to really evolve uh, to a much better, better stage, right? Today, if you go on Google and you try to look for a technical product, good luck. <laughs> what you will find yeah. is that even the best search engine in the world is struggling with this. And the reason for that is because the content is not there. What Google is really good at is indexing everything that exists on the internet and to show it based on a request. Mm -hmm. The reason why they can't do this is because the algorithm cannot solve the lack of data. Mm -hmm. And this is why we are working on tackling this. And also why if you go on a Kiko web store today, we have the best precise search in the industry because we are enhancing the data mm -hmm. for the purpose of searchability. Sure. Okay, so, you know, so you've got a distributor, they They've worked with you. They've got their system up and running. What are some of the ways you recommend that they be analyzing using data analytics to the performance side? What are some of the key things that they really have to be doing to make sure that it's operating to maximum efficiency? What, what, what type of things should they be looking into? So number one, I mean, when they get a web store, number one, they need to make sure that the basics are correct, meaning that they have published all the products that they are authorized to sell, that their inventory are there, that their customer-specific pricing for their top customers are there, and that their staff understands how to use it. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, we see people jump, you know, horses, and, mm -hmm. and, and then they realize that, well, you know, this is not there yet. Mm -hmm. The second part, when it comes to Analytics is not to get into that paralysis of, you know, once you get into the world of Google Analytics, you realize that you can track more things that you thought were <laughs> even possible. That can be a bit scary. You might even wonder, okay, what are, what are the information people, you know, what, what information are other people collecting on myself? Mm -hmm. um, and here to focus at the key moments of a buying journey. And what I mean by key moment would be, number one, where does your traffic come from? Mm -hmm. Is it from Google? Is it from social networks? Like, how do people find you? Is it because they know your name and then they're just typing your name? In our case, 75% of the traffic comes on product pages, meaning that people Google a product and they land straight onto the product pages of a distributor. Now, when people are in front of a product page, the next question is, what do you need to do to have them add it to the cart? Mm -hmm. And then from the cart, you have them check out. So really watching closely, what is the dropout rate mm -hmm. at the cart stage? Mm -hmm. And, you know, really looking at conversion rate. And then when you look at these online analytics, the other thing to look at is your offline sales growth. Mm -hmm. What we have found is that 
you know, for $1 you make online, you most likely made $3 offline. Oh. And trying to connect the dots might not be, I mean, easy, but it's necessary for you to understand how your online efforts are contributing to your offline growth, because ultimately it's all about drawing revenues. So, you know, I would really tell people, don't make it overly complicated. Look at what the buyer journey should be. Mm-hmm. Make sure your basics are correct. And then, you know, mm-hmm. iterate, right? Yeah. Learn as you go. Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, if we, as we uh, kind of wrap up our chat today, if you could somehow get your, uh, let's say two, two different rooms, one room, all your distributor customers that you had 20 minutes to talk with them about how they could be best be working with you. After that, let's talk about on the manufacturing side about how you normalize your data, what you could be, how you be, could be working with, with them on, on that end as well. How, how can they best make the advance of the Clico uh, solution? Of course. So for distributors, what I believe is, you know, as a, as, as an electrical distributor or automation distributor, you will want not only technology, but you will want know-how and you will want people with them and expertise. Mm-hmm. You are a business owner. You want this to be affordable. You want this to be tailored to your business needs mm-hmm. and you want to go to market fast. Mm-hmm. What I can promise you is that we will be the fastest solution to market, mm-hmm. that we are the only people in the space who only do that every single day of their lives mm-hmm. and who have a one-stop solution. You have, we will provide you the product content, maintain it over time with a state-of-the-art e-commerce solution that has the highest SEO performance in the market. Um, yeah. <laughs> How about when you're having a conversation on the manufacturing side, what kind of things do you want to drive home with them just to, just to for their, maybe prep them for the next conversation that they have with you? On manufacturer side, I would say that if today you realize that you do not really are where you would want to be when it comes to your channel strategy, when it comes to your product content, and you realize that, well, you need now to have your product managers you know, spend hours trying to fix your product data. You don't even know what a PIM is, and you're looking at PIM solutions, and then you're looking at you know, your e-commerce solution, and you realize that it will take you 36 months to get there. Well, speak with us. Um, I believe that we can be your solution partner in helping you enhance your data, structure it, manage it, put it into a great online storefront. And this without, you know, disrupting your channels and this while doing, you know, basically having the partner locator of the future, if you will, so that you can generate value and drive revenues for yourself and your channel partners. Thanks for listening to part two of our EW Executive Insights podcast with Remy Ducrow of Kaiklo. We'll be posting more EW Executive Insights podcast over the next few weeks. Have a great day from Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief of Electrical Wholesaling, and Ellie Coggins, the magazine's Associate Editor.